1: Foss Corporation, LLC.
0: And I even, like, tried to talk to this spirit and say, like, listen, you know, I'm here, it's a great house, and I, I, you know, like, we'll live together, and, like, I respect you, and these are your things, but you gotta, like, not scare me at night. And it did stop. Temporarily. A couple months later, somebody gave me a turtle. And I had to take this turtle and let it walk around the house, give it some exercise, and I would put it into the bathtub and let it swim around every day and get wet and take a bath. And one day, I put the turtle in the tub. Ah! The turtle! The turtle! And I came back in, and the turtle was flipped over, and it was white. It had been boiled to death. and we were really freaked out. My heart raced. I felt sick. And that's when I realized that this spirit did not want me in this house. We were not welcome. And I told my girlfriend about it, you know, I said, Uh, Pamela, do you know that? Like you know, I I just in the I explained the whole story to her. She kind of laughed about it. She was like, Ah, see, I told you there was a spirit there.
1: This is MR Gorga, author of Demons Among Us, Shocking Real Life Stories from the Paranormal. And you're listening to Real Paranormal Activity, the podcast with Aaron Hunter. Welcome. I'm Aaron Hunter, purveyor of paranormal stories, the occult and the unexplained. Welcome to RPA. I hope you enjoy your stay. Hey guys, Aaron here, and it is Monday, April 11th, 2022, episode 269. How's everyone out there around the world doing? And man, as always, I'm glad to be back in the hot seat. And not too much to announce. I mean, uh, it's getting pretty warm over here. I think spring is finally upon us. And you guys know what that means. Oh yeah, the fires are out, and we're bringing out the fans to keep you guys nice and cool. Remember, tomorrow, Tuesday, a new episode of Aaron's Horror Show will be out. And this Wednesday... There will not be a new episode of Terry's Mysterious Moments. He's just taking a week off. You know, life throws you things at you, and, you know, you got to take some time off once in a while. Always take care of yourself, I say. And as always, this Friday, I'll be releasing a brand-new entertaining short film. And if you haven't seen last Friday's release, it's called Blackbird. It's a sci-fi flick, and I, I really enjoyed it. And I think you guys will, too. And also, if you haven't browsed the films there is a lot of paranormal short films there and I think you're going to like them all they're all handpicked by me and so with that, yeah not too much more to announce weather's coming, can't wait good stuff, more sunshine that's what we need and so with that, let's get the show on the road and you guys know what that means oh yeah man, say it with me say it with me to the story then, follow me right this way no pushing, no shoving and the fans are on nice and cool in here you guys know the deal. Grab a beanbag over there in the corner, find an empty spot on the floor, and as always, I'll get behind my desk here. Get nice and comfy. Oh, yeah. And I printed off Burt's packet. Let's see what story she has for us today. Okay. We got uh, two long ones and a short one. All right. Let me take a sip of my green tea real quick. Mm Mm-hmm, oh man, so good when it hits the lips. All right, the first one. This one is by AOD, and it's titled, Weird Feelings. Okay, AOD, let's see what you got, man. Ever since second grade, I've always felt this weird feeling. Let me tell you how this feeling occurred. I was in second grade when my grandfather died in the hospital just about everyone, except me, cried at his funeral. Then about a week later, feeling of being watched, and I swear I saw things move. I also had a sense of fear, like I should always stay away from the living room. And I started hearing things a few days later in the living room. I had a radio which played music, so one night I heard music. I assumed my radio was playing, so I went to my radio and saw that It was off and unplugged. I was like, what the? And I started to back away out of the living room. The radio was in the living room. Then the very next night, I ended up passing out in the living room's chair early. And when I woke up in the middle of the night and looked to my right, where the kitchen was located, I saw a shadow, a man. He was wearing a hospital gown. I was scared. So I ran off into the same room as my mother and stepfather. And ever since then, I hear things, see things, and almost always have a feeling of being watched. I'm always afraid. It's hard, you know. It's hard living like that. Going to sleep at night, feeling watched. Waking up, feeling watched. My mom has had the experience with the shadow figure as well the next night. Thank you for reading. And that's from AOD. AOD, thank you very much for sharing. That's a great story. Short and sweet? Yeah... I've heard of these things, um, I've read a few things where throughout their lifetime, some people, they constantly have these, you know, these senses, these feelings, you know, obviously the most common is being watched. I'm curious about the, um, the man in the hospital gown. I was assuming that it might be your grandfather, but you didn't say you recognized him as your grandfather. You know, maybe it was just kind of blurry, I don't know, but, um, It doesn't sound too bad. It just sounds like uh, whatever's there, you know, maybe your grandfather. He's just hanging out, listening to the radio. (laughs) But, yeah, I get what you're saying, a lifetime of this sort of thing. It would get to me, too. I would, uh, you know, I'm surprised you just haven't went to go speak to a a spiritual leader. Because they, um, you know, each faith, they all have their ways of dealing with, oh, the supernatural, if you want to call it that. And uh, it usually works, so that's what I would do. Yeah, AOD, thank you very much. Yeah, I don't think I could go very long with those sorts of feelings. You know, it sounds like anxiety, almost. Yeah, that'd be bad. All right, this one is by Wilfred, and it's titled Blue Lights. Okay, Wilfred, let's see what you got, man. My mother and father-in-law Took their big European trip in the summer of 2014, leaving the farm, their spiraling lake property in southwest Michigan, unattended. My wife and sister in law took care of most of the chores while their parents were gone, taking turns feeding the animals, and checking the mail, and taking care of a number of other chores. During a midweek day off from work, I volunteered my friend Dustin and myself for farm duties. We completed the chores as quickly as possible, then grilled some food and enjoyed the lake for a couple of hours. We returned to the house shortly to make sure we didn't forget anything, checking the chore list in the kitchen. This is around the time things started to feel weird. I began to feel very on edge and took a seat in the sunroom. It felt as if a weight came down on the house. The fear I was experiencing was real but I had no indication of why I was feeling it. Dustin entered the sunroom and sat across from me on the couch. He had a nervous look on his face and asked, what is it? I told him I didn't feel right. We sat there for a while, I'm not sure how long, nervously talking. Dustin became almost tearful at one point, disclosing paranormal stories from his childhood involving some sort of entity in his bedroom. It felt like something bad was going to happen any minute, Uh, but what? Then, it happened. I noticed the strangest light I've ever seen just outside the door, near the top of the porch. It looked like dozens of brilliant blue laser lights moving in multiple directions. It was totally dark outside and I couldn't make out the source of the light. I needed this to be something rational, something I could explain away, so I popped up and started heading for the door. Dustin stopped me abruptly shouting, SIT DOWN! I compelled with his request and took my seat. We sat there in the sunroom for a few more minutes talking and even joking about what just happened. The mood eventually lifted and we headed home. It wasn't until later that I fully understood the high strangeness of that light. When Dustin and I talk about the incident from time to time at work, and it's Dustin's view of the light that provides the most interesting account. He was facing me, and his back was to the spinning laser lights. What he witnessed was a large blue box-like shape, which was perfectly formed, with no light spilling over the edges. He explains, it had more lines or boxes moving inside the main box, and it moved from right to left, appearing to scan the wall and me. He states that it was the most brilliant blue, and it fully illuminated everything it touched. He told me later that he fully expected something ghostly or alien to enter the room after that light, hence his demands to sit down love the network keep reading well thank you wilfred that is interesting yeah i like that um yeah this is the first time i've read anything it's usually orbs or orb like shapes i've never um read anything like this a box and in uh dustin's account when he saw the box it seems like other small boxes were you know rotating within it it appears to be looking around <laughs> yeah, right before it appears, you had this odd, bad feeling. Yeah, interesting stuff. Yeah, this is unique. I like it. Um, uh, this one's gonna stick in my mind. But uh, there is something I never mentioned before on on the show. I can't believe I forgot about it. But this uh, brings back a memory. I read some articles long, long, long time ago, and I can't. Really remember all the details, but some of you guys might know of this. Um, there's something called o wisps, and it comes from what I believe is uh, from Native American legends. And what our scientists found out, yeah, they're rare, very rare, but it's swamp gas. And I think, from what I remember, it, it it's illuminated, it glows. I think don't you know? Like I said, I can't really remember, but yeah, just look up will wisp and you can read about it. And they're kind of, you know, kind of like a cloud gas type thing and floats around and it's it's lit up. Yeah, pretty neat stuff. Wilfred, thank you very much for sharing. Yeah, I like that. Good stuff. Okay, what's next? What do we got here? Oh, yeah, and also, uh, just a friendly reminder, if you have your own experiences, merely send it in to Aaron. A-A-R-O-N at realparanormalactivity.com and I'll read it off on a future episode. And thank you very much. I love reading these. I get a lot of messages that the stories are great and a lot of you are glad that, uh, you know, from all over. It sounds like, um, you know, as I mentioned before on other episodes, a lot of people are experiencing the same things all over the place, just different variants. You know, Australia, the U.K., you know, the same type of stuff all over. Yeah, there's a a correlation between all this stuff. All right, this one's by Michelle, and it's titled, Can an Entity Follow Them? Okay, Michelle. Let's see what you got, man. My husband, Bob, and I had been married for two years when he was released from active duty in the Army. We moved back to his hometown of Michigan, and he tried to fit back into civilian life after eight years in the military. However... Things did not go smoothly for us and after a few months I was in a downward spiral. I was extremely depressed, homesick, I came from Minnesota. I was angry at Bob most of the time because he was drinking all the time. He was not working so we never had enough money for the bills. I was exhausted from working two full time and sometimes a third part time job to pay bills and taking care of his kids. And he was taking most of our money and spending it on alcohol. So, I had a lot of negativity swirling around me and suddenly, weird things started happening. It started with my husband tripping over things on the floor that weren't there and falling. And this was when he wasn't drinking. Usually when he did this, we were fighting at the time. It gradually got worse to where he fell on the stairs one time. And then on Easter morning in 1989, he was helping me clean the house for his family to come over. He was bent over the tub, scrubbing it. And as usual, we were arguing. When I heard him scream, when I went into the bathroom, he was holding the back of his head with blood running down and a huge cut on the back of it. Bob told me that he got hit by something really hard, but there was nothing laying on the floor or in the tub. There was nothing above his head, and we couldn't figure out what happened. So, I started thinking the house had a ghost because we had found bones under the house in the crawl space when we were replacing the foundation. Didn't think too much more about it, and things kept happening to Bob for the next few months while we lived there. And Bob started calling me a witch. About six months later, we moved to an apartment in Ohio because we could no longer afford to live in the house and had to move somewhere less expensive. And things kept happening there. I received a phone call from my doctor in November of that year telling me I may possibly have cancer and I needed further testing. After the phone call, I went back to sleep because I was working third shift and... While asleep, Bob said the glass storage jars for my flour and sugar were thrown off the shelves across the kitchen and busted on the opposite walls. Also a month after that, I was working at Red Lobster and my manager yelled at me after I asked him a question and embarrassed me a bit and made me a little angry. 15 minutes later he was trying to leave the kitchen with a full tray of food when he tripped over nothing on the floor and fell flat on his face. I had witnesses that said I was on the other side of the kitchen but there were also witnesses that said they saw me trip him. Over the next 20 years Bob and I moved from the apartment in Toledo, Ohio to a house in Delta, Ohio to a duplex in Adrian, Michigan to an apartment in Champlin, Minnesota, and then to a townhouse in Brooklyn Park, Minnesota. Over those years, things kept happening until in 1995, one night I was at the top of the townhouse thinking that pizza would be delicious for dinner. I really wanted some pizza, but I was too lazy to go downstairs and tell my husband. About one hour later, I went downstairs and Bob was making pizza. And I told him that is exactly what I wanted. He told me I told him 30 minutes before when I was standing at the top of the basement stairs and told him pizza would be good for dinner. He told me he saw my legs and heard me tell him, and yet I had never moved. Over the last 10 years, we have moved from the townhouse to a single family home in Brooklyn Park, and things continue to happen. Whatever is there has terrified one of my dogs, Dakota a husky shepherd mix who ran into the bedroom one night about 2am and jumped on the bed and refused to look at the bedroom door shaking really badly after a few minutes I said out loud that they need to stop scaring my dog because I needed to sleep to go to work in the morning Bob was in Iraq at the time. A couple minutes later Dakota laid down and went to sleep that happened many times now whatever is here Knocks on my parents' bedroom door early in the morning to wake them up. Knocks on the inside of my closet door at midnight for 30 minutes straight. Has growled on the other side of the bathroom door in the middle of the night. Has made coughing sounds that are just like my husband's in the family room in the middle of the night when he has been in bed with me. We've seen the knob on the stereo turn up by itself. Things disappear and reappear. Things are moved around, etc, etc. I also see a shadow figure in my bedroom and bathroom quite often and sometimes he does try to scare me. I just have to tell him to stop. So I'm wondering if I created something way back when we lived in Ohio when I had all that negativity in my life and had it follow me from place to place. I just don't see how all of the places I've lived in could be haunted. My current home is only 40 years old, and we are the second owners of the house. If it is something I created, and it has followed me, how do I unmake it? Love the podcast. Thank you for reading. And that was from Michelle. Michelle, holy cow, man. What a great story. Uh, there's a lot going on here. Well, you know, I'm no expert, but I've read a lot, did some research, and... The same stories I keep on reading over and over again. I've never heard of anybody creating, you know, something. But I have read two different things. Is that, um, for instance, a family or a couple move into a space. And they're fine, right? Yeah, they have their squabbles. Everyone does. Uh, And so they go to the new place. Everything's fine for a while. And then slowly but surely... You know, they start arguing, and the arguments get worse and worse, and alcoholism or whatever else is involved. A lot of bad feelings happen, and that's usually due to, you know, something was already there living, something that you don't really want to interact with. Yeah, I read that quite often. And then the other thing is sometimes people do things that they shouldn't be doing, you know, messing around with whatever, and that attracts them. And you know you're doing something that you know that's uh, grabbing their attention so they come over and they start messing around with you yeah but um uh, you yeah, feel for Bob you know coming back from the military after eight years uh, you know maybe some PTSD all the things you've done over there and then uh, coming back to civilian life that's that's kind of tough you know sometimes you can find a job sometimes you can't yeah He had some great responsibilities over there in the military, so... It looks like he got back in later on. You said he was in Iraq for a while there, so... Looks like he's back in the game. Uh, yeah, the whole dog thing. Yeah, animals are a good indicator, too. And it's very interesting with the, um... Bob tripping. Looks like it targeted Bob for a while there. Looks like it didn't like him doing whatever he was doing. Um... And it sounds like it started mimicking you. (laughs) That's kind of interesting. I never heard of that before where, you know, you said, Bob, you wanted pizza. You just thought about it, but you didn't want to go down. And then an hour later, you go down to tell him, and he's already making pizza because he heard your voice sounding like you, and he saw your feet, you know, up at the top of the stairs. And, yeah, you know you never went down there. And then, of course, the whole Red Lobster thing some people saw you trip them other people said nah you're over across the kitchen so yeah yeah it looks like it goes on and off on and off you're moving to a lot of places you know you got whatever you mentioned like uh 20 years past and then 10 years later and you're moving to all these places but yet you have activity at all these places yeah uh if you're still if you haven't got rid of it or if you haven't done anything yet uh like I mentioned in a previous uh, story I just told on this episode, just go to a spiritual leader and they'll probably have some answers for you. But yeah, it, uh, I couldn't put up with that for too too long. But uh, yeah, it's curious. Great story. And that is it, guys. That's all the stories for now. And uh, as I mentioned before, you know, thank you very much for uh, joining us here at the Network. Hopefully, you're finding something you like and thank you very much for listening to the stories on the rpa podcast love reading them and also if you haven't done so go check out you know the friday uh, entertaining short films just go to the website you can watch it there realparanormalactivity.com, or through the free rpa app just go to your app store and do a search for real paranormal activity the podcast and download it for free and also i haven't mentioned this in a while but we do have a premium membership And you can sign up. Go to realparanormalactivity.com. You'll see a big old button there that says get premium access. Or you can do that through the RPA app too. You can sign up through there. You'll create your own account, your own password. And what you get for $3.99 a month, or you can cancel anytime, you get all the previous Monday episodes of the RPA podcast. And I think we're up to, I don't know, 270, something like that total. But you get all the previous interviews, all the previous listener stories, all the previous bonus episodes. And I did uh, a little bit over 30 audiobooks of folklore from cultures from around the world. And we think it's a fair price. You get a lot there. So sign up, cancel anytime, and it really helps us pay the bills. And, you know, we love it. We love doing it. (laughs) All right. And I am calling it. The show's been produced by myself in Britain and is also made possible by Foss Corporation. And man, we love you. Oh yeah, we do. As always, thank you, and good night.